Welcome to Decisive Point, a U.S. Army War College Press production featuring distinguished authors and contributors who get to the heart of the matter in national security affairs. Decisive Point welcomes Dr. Robert Hamilton, author of Soviet Economic Reform, Surprisingly Prescient, featured in Parameter Spring 2021 issue. Dr. Hamilton is an associate professor of Eurasian Studies at the U.S. Army War College and writes on conflict and security issues, focusing on the former Soviet Union. For the Parameters 50th anniversary issue, you wrote a retrospective on an article published in the journal's inaugural year, 1971, and it was by an economist, Dr. John P. Hart. Hart assessed the trajectory of the Soviet economy and argued the need for reform. Specifically, he evaluated the willingness of key actors in that economy to support such reform. Why was Hart concerned about the Soviet economy? Like a lot of people in the West, Hart was trying to determine how viable the Soviet system was, what sort of challenges it would pose to the West going forward. And so for years, the Soviet economy had grown at a faster pace than Western economies. And Hart was writing in 1971. That was a period when many Western economists expected the Soviet economy to continue to outpace Western economies and even overtake the U.S. as the world's largest economy. Hart's view about the Soviet economy was very different from a lot of what was in the economic mainstream at the time. He saw that it had really serious structural problems, uh, and he saw those factors that if they weren't addressed, he understood that they would put inherent limits on its growth. And so his was not a mainstream view at the time. It was a bit of a minority view. And the problem that he identified in 1971 was a labor shortage. His solution was the release of available manpower from the armed forces to the civilian sector to make up the shortage of labor, allow the economy to modernize and accrue the gains in efficiency, meaning less labor would be required per unit of output. So Hart really at the time seems to be one of a very few number of voices arguing that there were really serious structural problems in the Soviet economy that if they weren't addressed would prevent it from ever overtaking the West and could put it in jeopardy as a viable economic system. Can you break it down a little bit and talk about the key actors and the key factors in this situation? There are a few groups of key actors. The first was this tug of war between proponents of a return to Stalinist heavy industry military priorities, sort of the old sort of Stalinist economic militarized economy, and then proponents of an economic modernization focused on the civilian economy, right? So this is the familiar guns versus butter debate, tension between investment in the military and investment in growth stimulating consumer goods. And so he talks in the article about that tension and those groups of, of actors. And that's a fairly mainstream view that a lot of economists were talking about at the time. But he saw another debate that he thought cut across that. And that was sort of the, the debate between the economic technocrats interested in maximizing efficiency of the economy versus the party bureaucracy and the party functionaries interested in maximizing control. So it was this tension or debate between groups of people more interested in control and groups of people more interested in economic efficiency. Hart thought and this is one of the few things I think he got wrong in the article, but he believed that there might be an emergence of a de facto alliance of economic and military professionals that could overcome the resistance of the party bureaucrats and allow for economic modernization. The idea was that the military also had an interest in the economy being as efficient as possible so that every ruble spent on military hardware would buy the most amount of hardware possible. And also that in the military, there was emerging this sort of well-educated professional technocratic class that 
was less political that may align with the economic technocrat. The reason that you didn't have this alliance of technocrats interested in efficiency was another group of, of actors, all of whom were positioned to prevent reform. The first of these was the military itself. So Hart did understand the outsized power of the military and policymaking. But in retrospect, even he underestimated how much it dominated. Historian Chris Miller, his first book was called The Struggle to Save the Soviet Economy. He goes into this in really great detail, and he said the amount of clout the military had, not only in the national security and the party circles, but in economic circles, was really incredible. It employed 15 million people, which is about 10% of the Soviet workforce, conducted 75% of the country's scientific research, and used 60% of its steel. So even by 1985, when Gorbachev came to power, so this is 14 years after John Hart was writing, Gorbachev said the power of the military was so great, even a mention of cutting the defense budget would have meant immediate dismissal from the party. He understands, and Hart had said in 1971, and you noted this as we were discussing the article, the cost of equivocation is high and rising, which is one of, to me, the most prescient things he says. But aside from the military, there were these two other groups that Dr. Miller, Chris Miller, the author of uh, The Struggle to Save the Soviet Economy, talks mm -hmm. about. One was the agricultural sector, and one was the energy complex, each of which had arguments for why they should have a dominant role in the economy and could not be cut or could not be reformed. And so the Gorbachev's dilemma was that the economic sectors that most needed reform, the military, the economic, or the agricultural and the energy sectors, were all positioned to prevent reform. You wrote that Dr. Hart was prescient. Tell us more about this inflection point in the Soviet history in light of his analysis. I think he was actually prescient in two ways. And one, you mentioned the inflection point, and inflection points in history are really often only visible in hindsight. We look back now and we see all the Soviet economic data starts to turn in a negative direction around that time. But standing at that moment in history, I think it's really hard to see that. So one of the ways I think that Hart was prescient is that he understood at the time that he was standing at, at an inflection point in history. The second is, you know, the Soviet system is notoriously opaque. We struggled for the entire existence of the Soviet Union to understand how it made decisions and what those decisions would be. I started the article with a quote that everyone knows from Winston Churchill about Russia or the Soviet Union being an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Hart had a pretty good insight into Soviet decision-making. He didn't get everything right. He underestimated the extent to which national security concerns overwhelmed all other factors, and therefore the extent to which the military dominated the policy process. But he did understand the reasons for falling economic productivity, and he outlined the ways in which the Soviet government might tackle the problem. So I think in those two ways, his analysis was really on point. Let's fast forward a little bit. Are there any, and if there are, what are the key similarities and differences between the focus and direction of the Soviet economy of the 70s and mm -hmm. Russia today? Several of the economists that I reviewed to prepare uh, the, the review article of Hart's article in Parameters noted that the Bolsheviks had this understanding of the world that saw, first of all, the world is a very threatening place, and the Soviet Union is perpetually under threat from external and internal enemies that colluded with and reinforced each other. And this hasn't changed. The internal threat is people like Alexei Navalny, who's been in the news a lot lately, but the, the charge that you know Navalny in the West or Russia's internal and external enemies are somehow always conspiring against it is very similar to what you saw during the Soviet Union and really even pre-Soviet in the Russian Empire. Like the Soviet Union of the 1970s, Russia today is faced with declining economic performance. Russian GDP rose very rapidly from about 2000 until 2008, so Putin's 
first two terms. And then it's flattened essentially since then. It's about flat since 2009, 2010, due to the effects of the 2008 financial crisis, Western sanctions imposed after the Ukraine intervention in 2014. So in 2019, Russians were essentially no richer in real terms than they were in 2008. The problem in the 1970s was a labor shortage. In 2020, the problem is Russia's hydrocarbon-dependent economy, right, which leaves it subject to oil price fluctuations. It provides rents that stifle investment in other more productive sectors, and it leaves it very vulnerable to Western sanctions. Those are the, the similarities. I would say the differences are, right now, Russian military spending is much lower as a percentage of GDP than it was in Soviet times. Good, reliable estimates of Soviet military spending were always hard to come by, but most of what I've seen says that when Hart was writing, the Soviets were spending about 12 to 15 percent of GDP on defense, and today the figure hovers around 4 percent, one-third to one-fourth of what they were spending. So the military is much less a drag on the, on the Russian economy than it was in the Soviet economy. And the second difference is Russia is much more integrated into the global economy than the Soviet Union was. So that's a double-edged sword. It allows for access to financial markets. The Soviets did not have the access to Western capital that Russia theoretically does, but it also makes Russia much more subject to punishing Western sanctions in a way that the Soviet Union was not because it was not integrated into the global economy. Those are the differences. Very informative, and I appreciate you taking time to share that with us. Thank you.